Now on view at SCAD Fash, Manish Aurora's Life is Beautiful. Renowned for dazzling designs and a rainbow of colors, Manish Aurora has brought the talent and craftsmanship of India's rich sartorial history to the global forefront, earning international acclaim on runways across three continents. Designing in India since the 1990s, Aurora's glittering garments celebrate extravagant expressions of self through varied materials, techniques, and silhouettes in a triumphant union of Western and Eastern aesthetics adapted to today's multicultural society with a touch of humor. Find out more at scadfash.org. Support for WABE comes from 100 Miles, a nonprofit committed to preserving Georgia's 100-mile coast. Protecting this critical coastal ecosystem takes all of us. Watch the stories of the innovators and future leaders who help keep our coast flowing at OurGeorgiaCoast.org. From WABE in Atlanta, this is City Lights. I'm Lois Reitzes. Thank you for listening. Yesterday, the Emmy, the Emmy Award-winning actor and comedian Leslie Jordan died. He was 67. Jordan was best known for his roles in Will and Grace, Hearts of Fire, and American Horror Story. I had the privilege of interviewing him in 2019 ahead of his stand-up show in Atlanta. During our conversation, he said that playing out his life story in front of an audience made him realize his gift for being honest and doing it through laughter. He brought immeasurable laughter and joy to many people's lives. Our condolences go out to his friends and family. Today we'll hear from another outrageously funny man. Filmmaker and director John Waters released his first novel, Liar Mouth, earlier this year. The book is filled with body humor and now there are plans for a film version with Waters directing for the first time in 20 years. We'll hear from John Waters a bit later in the hour. First, WABE has been working hard to reach our fall fundraising goal. If you've already taken the time to give, we thank you. But we're not yet where we need to be. If you haven't given yet, please do. We're in the final stretch of fall fundraising, but we need to hear from those of you who haven't yet donated. So please give now by calling 678 553-9090-678-553-9090-or-online-at-wabe.org-slash-donate. Today, there's yet another reason to give. City Light senior producer Kim Drobes is here to tell you more. Hello, Lois. And yes, when you give right now, you are entered into a drawing to win a $250 Visa gift card. These are my favorite types of gift cards because you can spend them on anything you want. We're looking for first-time donations, of course, but this drawing is open to anyone 
who donates between now and the end of City Lights. Because of that, your odds of winning are really good. You're swimming in a pretty small pool here, people. And we've got one more reason for you to give right now. Anyone that donates to WABE this hour gets the opportunity to have the one and only Lois wish you a very happy birthday on air during City Lights. We'll aim to celebrate you on or close to your birthday, so keep your eyes open for an informational email after the drive wraps up. Your gift right now in this fundraiser helps us bring you City Lights, along with all of the other reasons that you listen to 90.1. Please take a moment to give what may be your very first donation ever at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. My name is Adlin Kasana and I live in Vining. My favorite personality is Lois Rice. City Lights uh, with Lois Rice, it's arts, it's entertainment. She highlights, you know, that local artist and that local artist. She shines light on them. And so I think there's great appreciation for that. If I could say anything to Lois, it's thank you. Thank you, Adeline from Vinings. It's people like Adeline who provide the power to City Lights. Listeners who become contributors. Listeners like Adlin and like you, you can help City Lights continue to shine a light on local artists with your sustaining or one-time gift of financial support right now. Please donate online at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. Thanks. You know, we talk a lot about how your contribution fits into our budget because we are trying to plan for the next year. But let's flip this around for a minute. How does $10 a month fit into your budget? Well, it's like a couple of cups of coffee, a monthly video or music streaming service, or perhaps an impulse buy at the checkout counter. Well, this whole donation can be a wash because... When you give $10 a month, WABE will give you a gift. You will automatically receive the PBS Streaming Service Passport. And if that's not worth $10 a month, I don't know what is. So please give now, 678-553-9090, or give online, wabe.org slash donate. And as always, thank you. Please take a moment to reflect on how much you rely on WABE. Every day, WABE brings you exceptional fact-based coverage of events and issues that matter to you the most. And you tune into City Lights each weekday to hear about the latest Atlanta arts and culture news. To ensure our program remains on the airwaves to bring you that coverage, please consider joining the Cornerstone Society, if you can, with a gift of $100 monthly. That breaks down to about $3 a day. You can also give a one-time gift of $1,200 or more. Your gift will make a huge and important impact. Plus, you'll enjoy some great benefits like invitations to news forums and station events. But most importantly, you can take pride 
every time you tune to WABE and hear the power of your gift. Please give now by calling 678-553-9090 or online at wabe.org slash donate. Thank you. And remember, when you donate right now, your name is being entered into that drawing to win a $250 Visa gift card. This is open to everyone who donates between now and the end of City Lights. And right now, your odds of winning are pretty good. This is for new, renewing members, sustainers, anyone who wants to upgrade their donation, even if you already donated during this drive and you just feel compelled to give a little something extra right now. Basically, anyone who gives right now during City Lights is entered into this drawing. So look, since you're listening right now, why not make what could be your first ever public radio gift at wabe.org slash donate or with a call 678-553-9090. For a mix of the old and the new, we've got a great way to say thank you with your donation of just $10 a month. And it's three gifts in one. First, it's our vintage Forever I Love Atlanta mug, featuring hand-drawn designs of some of Atlanta's best-known landmarks. You'll also receive the WABE window cling, as well as 20 stylish lapel buttons, showcasing some of the best public radio programs of past and present. This three-tier combo is yours with a new gift of $10 a month. With that donation, you'll get yet one more gift, the PBS streaming service Passport. This fall, we'd like to remind you that facts matter, and so too does your support of independent local journalism. Please give at wabe.org slash donate or call 678-553-9090. Thank you. This spring, I was delighted to interview the iconic filmmaker and writer John Waters right after his new book came out. We spoke about Waters' novel, Liarmouth, a feel-bad romance, and it's just been announced that the book will be adapted as a movie. Waters himself will direct the film. It will be the first time he's directed in almost two decades. Liarmouth tells the story of Marcia Sprinkle, and it's strictly adult reading. The book is laced with the classic trademarks of John Waters, sex, crime, family dysfunction, and it is laugh-out-loud funny throughout. There are many remarks that point to Waters being a massive film buff. Here he addresses the fact that not all readers will understand every reference. Well, I think in my book, there's lots of jokes that are have references that nobody's going to get them all. But there's one in the next sentence. So if you don't get it, it still doesn't slow the book down. I mean, I even say some, some characters says Hallelujah to the Hills. That's an obscure Jonas Mikas movie. How many readers do I really expect to know that? Some of mine will. And the ones that do will feel extra happy that they get that joke. But I think all references in, in my books are about things I love or I specialize in that have specialized knowledge. And I think, it, I always think my fans are really smart. I never explain a joke to anybody. And if they don't get it, look it up. And then you learn something. That's what you're supposed to learn when you read. This is true. You have one of the most respected literary editors 
in the business. Yes, I do. Yeah, and Farrar Strauss Giroux is not exactly a trashy house. No. I love this, Jonathan. Well, they've been, they've done my last three books and, and Jonathan's been my editor for all of them. He's a good writer, a poet, he's a great writer. And he laughed all through it. When I turned it in, I thought, what is he going to think? He was going to say, really enjoying it, laughing out loud. He, you know, he totally did not question. He understands the humor. And Jonathan is, is the kind of person that he isn't offended by it, but he gets it. And we, we edited the book together. Certainly, he gave me good suggestions and everything. But we talked about which things can you get away with, which is funny. And, which, and that's a line today in humor that is ill-defined, totally. But he was wonderful to work with. I've, he's edited uh, Role Models, Carsick, uh, Mr. Know-It-All, and this one. So, yes, I'm just lined right up there with Susan Sontag. Right I'm telling <laughs> you. I mean, talk about a Hall of Fame. And I think there is something very endearing about that. I also wondered if you felt somewhat bemused because part of what you loved so much in your filmmaking was being the outsider and being outrageous. Does this make you feel mainstream? No, but I, I've addressed that in the past that when I was young, no one wanted to be an outsider. So I did. Now, everybody, I would imagine both Trump and Obama call themselves outsiders. So I wanted to be an insider, the thing nobody wants to be. And I ended up weirdly being sometimes an insider and being accepted by the very organizations that were hated me the most in the beginning. And I feel great about that. I'm honored with no irony at all, really. I don't, I'm not like Janis Joplin going back to her high school reunion to go, nah, 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 nah. I just think it's great that I haven't really changed that much. This book is not much different from the outrageousness of Pink Flamingos in a way. But everybody else, American humor has gone so far in a different direction that it is now accepted as kind of just American humor is dark humor, what they call used to call sick humor or I don't know, on black humor, meaning black novels, not not racially, just being dark in spirit. But I actually think mine are joyously obscene and joyously perverted. And I'm asking everybody to come along for the ride. And it might not be your world you want to live in, but if you come with me, I'll be a good, a good uh, guide and I'll take you through it and protect you and you'll have fun. Well, and you're talking about, to your point about the zeitgeist, you are inclusive in your satire. I mean, there is no room for cancel culture here. Everybody is fair game. But there's a certain, I don't know, sweetness about it. I agree. I don't think it's mean-spirited. The way it's written, hopefully, is for humor. John, would you kindly read one portion of the book? Absolutely. Your picks, the greatest hits. Beginning on page 216. Dog owners are still screaming in panic as their former pets maul them out front of Lester's doghouse headquarters. Some angry, indoctrinated mongrels have already escaped into town, leaving their stunned, bleeding jailers in shock, foolishly calling out the ridiculous pet names that these animals will never answer to again. The days of anybody giving them orders has come to an end. Sit, you. No human command will halt this canine insurrection, that's for sure. 
Luster takes Marsha's hand and they walk out into this new world and see firsthand the carnage his re-education of dogs has ignited. Marsha, like all converts, is filled with zeal and she accepts the fact that violence such as this is in order if the dramatic truth between master and man's best friend is ever to be exposed. Maybe dog owners will now take responsibility, Lester barks with authority. Leash laws, he scoffs. Put them on a leash and see how they like it. Dog parks, ha, did anybody ask the canines if they'd like to go there and do what? Pose for selfies with two-legged freaks? Climb over man-made obstacle courses that even the worst miniature golf course down Cape would reject? Walk in germ-filled stagnant splash pools and call it swimming? Dogs want to bury their own he continues ranting, not have human beings pick it up. Bravo. I did do the whole audio book. Thank you. So the audio book is coming out. Oh my God, when you read your own book out loud, it sounds even more hideous and obscene when you read it out loud. And I always look over at the poor people that are working in the studio, <laughs> their face when I'm reading some of this. It's, it's kind of liberating. But did you laugh out loud at your own writing? No, sometimes I didn't, but when I read it out loud, I, I'm laughing at just the expression of the technicians that are working there, their face that have no idea what they're doing. Well, you know, they haven't read it or anything. They're just listening to this for the first time for days of this recording. It. It's kind of fun. And then afterwards, they all seem they all seem to laugh. They all seem to be in good spirits. Understandably so. Writer and director John Waters from our conversation in May. He read from his novel Liarmouth, a feel-bad romance. And you can hear that entire interview on our website, wabe.org slash citylights. Coming up, we'll explore what happens when dark and light collide and learn about the new Zuckerman Museum exhibition, The Gravity of Beauty. First, we're in the final days of the fall member drive, and we're looking for a strong finish. To do so, we've set up smaller hourly goals. And to stay on track, this hour, we're looking for your support. We're looking for a monthly gift an additional or even a one-time gift, whatever you're comfortable donating. Giving is quick and easy at wabe.org slash donate or by calling 678-553-9090. Please give as generously as you can now. City Light senior producer Kim Drobes will tell you about another reason to donate this hour. I will indeed. And you mentioned that we have incentives and marks that we're trying to meet each hour. And right now we're looking for 16 more donors just like you. And I think Lois has the names of a few of you who have already donated. Yes, thank you to Cindy in Atlanta for such wonderful, supportive comments and loyal support of WABE throughout these many decades. Thank you 
also to Amy and Decatur, Barton, Leslie and Marietta, and Diane in Cartersville. Thank you all. So fantastic. And as Lois mentioned, in general, we are just trying to cover our cost here and hopefully incentivize you to give right now by giving you a $250 Visa gift card or giving you an entry into a drawing for one. I should state more properly. You can give at wabe.org slash donate or with a call at 678-553-9090. Also, we know you're not making the donation just because of the gift card, but because you really appreciate City Lights and all of the interesting stories that we share with you every day, such as the one you just heard from the one and only John Waters. Please take a moment to give right now at wabe.org slash donate and thank you. I'm Faith Saley of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and Dunwoody, Georgia, here with a short comedic observation from Atlanta's very own Dad's Garage. Did you guys hear about that Broadway musical that's coming to town? Oh, yeah, I heard about it. Uh, Lois was talking about it on City Lights. Oh, well, I was too busy listening to Lois. She was telling me actually about a new restaurant opening up. She was telling me about the coolest comedy club in town. Did you see her touchdown for the Atlanta Falcons? It was incredible. I heard she invented Ziploc bags. Do you remember when she fixed the 7585 bridge after it caught on fire? Well, she was holding it up with her own two arms. Did you guys know that the Grady Curve used to be just one parallel line and she actually bent it? Wow, she made the curve. She really knows everything about Atlanta. Like, she's been everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don't move. Um, Is Lois behind me? Yeah. She's behind you, too, Uh, at the same time. She's everywhere. She has a sign that says, donate? Oh, it must be for WABE. Oh, their fun drive. Yeah, they rely on listeners like us. I mean, guys, we got to get more Lois. Donate. Donate. Donated. Done. We love you, Lois. That fundraising moment was courtesy of Dad's Garage. And y'all, in the name of gender equality, I want to point out that moms also have garages. Hey, Atlanta, supporting WABE really is important, and it is so easy. Here's how. You donate online at wabe.org slash donate or by calling 678 553 9090 Thanks very much to the marvelous Faith Saley and to the folks at Dad's Garage, Whitney Millsap, Freddie Boyd, and Tim Stoltenberg. So kind. Lois, I, do you have a couple more names? I have a name that really raised my eyebrows. Do tell. And have got to thank Roy from Carlsbad, California. What? Roy says he listens to WABE and has for a long time. Wow. Thank you so much, Roy. And remember, when you donate right now, your name is being entered into that drawing to win this $250 Visa gift card. This is open to everyone who donates between now and the end of City Lights, so it's a pretty small pool, and your odds are really good. Right now, they're standing at about one in nine. This is for new members, renewing members, sustainers, anyone who wants to give a little something extra right now. So look, 
you're listening right now, how about donating right now? Make your very first public radio gift at wabe.org slash donate or with a call 678-553-9090. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly and Richmond Graduate University can equip you with everything you need as a licensed professional counselor while integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmont.edu. That's R-I-C-H-M-O-N-T dot E-D-U. You love free, and at Ameris Bank, so do we. That's why we're proud to offer worry-free, hassle-free Ameris Bank free checking. Manage your money your way with convenient access to digital, mobile, and telephone banking, all with no monthly service fee or minimum balance requirements. At Ameris Bank, we're with you. For more information or to open an account, visit our local bankers in person or online at amerisbank.com slash free checking. Other fees such as overdraft fees may apply. Ameris Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. is City Lights on WABE. I'm Lois Reitzes. Thank you for listening. The Gravity of Beauty exhibition at Kennesaw State Zuckerman Museum of Art features a multimedia collection of works by world-renowned artists. The show explores the power of beauty to lead us through grief and loss, The collection on view through December 10th displays paintings, video installations, sculpture, and textile art that together take the viewer through an emotional journey in color and movement. Cynthia Thompson is the exhibition's curator. She joins me now via Zoom. Cynthia, welcome to City Lights. Thank you so much for having me. Though the works on view are in various mediums, from video to watercolor to sculpture, textile, there are consistent colors, moods, and themes, even a common sense of movement among the works. Your curatorial role seems almost as important as the pieces taken individually. How do the works you have chosen convey a narrative when placed together? One of the components I feel that ties the exhibition together is really nature and landscape and how I think, you know, early on in, you know, very Renaissance paintings, et cetera, I think that people would turn to to landscape and as a way to to calm themselves and also to seek and find beauty in our surroundings, you know, among us. And I think that's one of the, I think, factors that ties all the works together. Even in the abstract works, such as the paintings by Barbara Takanaga, there is this sort of abstract sense of the night sky or celestial bodies or, you know, fireworks exploding in the night sky. And I also think that all of the works also have a sense of sound to them as well as movement. The placement of the works themselves also dictates that narrative and supports the narrative, as well as the viewers walk through the exhibition space. And my hope is that viewers will be able to see connections from one piece to the next 
And of course, we all know that we bring our own experiences and our own bias, our own narratives to the works when viewing them. And so that's something that I really love about being a curator is knowing that individuals will many times all, you know, see something different in each work or the different groupings of works. The press materials you provide draw a connection between the collected artworks, meditations on beauty with processing grief and pain. Keeping this in mind affects one's impression of the pieces, many of which are abstract. You mentioned the work by Barbara Takenaga. Have you had conversations with these artists about their feelings on grief and loss? You know, I haven't. I mean, some of the artists I am actually friends with and I know personally, Barbara is a wonderful speaker and a wonderful artist. And I've heard her lecture many times on her work and about this sense of meditation because her works do have a repetition to them and intricate fine detail. And she talks a lot in her lectures about life and that we all share something in common, which is we were all going to, to one day pass away. We don't know when that time will be. So I think that's something that's really present in her work is mindfulness and being present in the moment. And that's what connects her to her work. But no, I, I think that quite possibly a lot of the works were meant to be, you know, a joyous celebration of life and beauty, but placed in context with the works that I've selected, I'm hoping that it forces viewers to, you know, pause and think about other things. Um, for instance, some of the paintings or sculpture work in the exhibition contain flowers. And in some senses, they, to me, resemble a funerary wreath, um, as much as, you know, one might think of a bouquet as something that's celebratory. Um, it also holds another meaning as well and can be connected to sadness. Hmm. I wondered if there's a personal significance to this collection, Cynthia. How do you connect the dots between beauty and suffering? Well, I've been thinking a lot about that recently. I think we all have. And I view this exhibition as connected to the show that I curated last fall, which was titled This Mortal Coil. And that exhibition dealt mainly with grief and anguish, loss and mortality, but also presented beautiful images, which then led to this exhibition. I think that that, that exhibition really explored sort of the darker side of processing everything that we you know, as a society, the collective grief and loss that we've experienced due to COVID, due to, you know, racial injustice and violence, due to climate change and all of these horrible things, including the pandemic. And now I think that there's this sense where I need to be surrounded by beauty, right? I need to be able to feel that I can find beauty in the most darkest of moments and surround myself with that in order to, you know, make it to the other side and to think positive. But in that same, in that same moment, how does one feel that they're not betraying their losses, right? By finding the good or beauty 
among us and around us. So um, this year in particular, I just felt the need to, to bring beauty to, to the gallery and to, and to campus for Kennesaw State University. The featured artist, John Eric Reese hails from and lives in Atlanta. He's known for his textile works, intricately woven tapestry. And I read that his work is in the permanent collection at the High Museum. He has had exhibitions at the Smithsonian, the Art Institute of Chicago, and soon a show in Paris. Would you tell us about Reese's work in this show? Sure. This piece is one of a series of works he did focusing on Icarus. And we all know, you know, in Greek mythology, the story of Icarus and how he flew too close to the sun and his wings, you know, made of wax melted and he plummeted into the sea and perished. So that is also, you know, a very beautiful narrative and story, but also a very sad one. And the way in which he creates this work and sculpts the figure, you know, two-dimensionally through the textile works and the beating of each feather, to me, carries with it a sense of devotion. The amount of labor and handwork that went into the piece and the intricacies is so relevant when you stand in front of this work in awe. And that's another thing to me that connects this exhibition to the previous one and a fact that, you know, questioning can labor also serve as a remedy to grief and take you, remove you, you know, from a certain situation, you know, keeping your hands busy, keeping your mind focused on something else. And he's, he's known for, for these very large scale works that just have a tremendous amount of work that go into them. And that's something that I'm in awe of every time I stand in front of his work every morning at the gallery. Cynthia Thompson, curator of the Zuckerman Museum exhibition, The Gravity of Beauty. We'll return with more of that conversation in just a moment. But first, WABE brings you fact-based news accounts and analysis, stories about arts and culture, information that helps shape your understanding of the world. Right now, we're in the final days of the member drive, and we are not where we'd like to be. Thanks to all of you who have donated. Now we need help from you. Please take a moment to give online at wabe.org slash donate or by calling 678-553-9090. Bonnie from Woodstock donated. Thank you, Bonnie. Thanks also to Robert in Atlanta and Michael in Alpharetta. So appreciate your pledges, your donations. No matter how large or how small, every donation counts. So please, if you have not yet donated, if you listen regularly and you haven't donated, please take a moment to keep WABE strong. City Light senior producer Kim Droves has yet another reason why you should give right now. 
It's true. As Lois mentioned, we are not quite where we need to be yet. So, right now, when you give to support City Lights, we're entering your name into a drawing to win a $250 Visa gift card. Your odds are really good right now. Currently, they're standing at 1 in 13. This is the only such Visa gift card that we're offering during City Lights. So, please give now at wabe.org slash donate. This drawing is open to basically anyone who gives during City Lights. For full contest rules, you're welcome to go to wabe.org slash contest rules. And you can always give by calling 678-553-9090. Thanks. My name is Nathan Steele, and I live in Snellville, Georgia. Uh, I love Rose and Lois a lot. Just great voices and very thoughtful with how they interview people. There's real local programming talking to local artists, but also talking to local activists and local, I mean, just local people. Um, to hear that was has been very refreshing, and I know you guys must love what you do because oh. it shows. Thank you, Nathan. We do. We love what we do. It's a privilege to amplify the voices of all our city offers to amplify the voices of local talent on City Lights. But we can't do it without your help. So please help me continue to inform you about what's going on in Atlanta arts and culture right now by donating at 678-553-9090 or online at wabe.org. Consider starting a monthly gift. Yeah, so if you do start a monthly gift, say maybe $10 a month, that $10 helps you pay for every reason you listen to 90.1. All the shows you love, like Fresh Air, City Lights, Closer Look, we all aim to tell powerful, in-depth stories every day. And your sustaining gift helps us to continue to amplify every voice of Atlanta, even after this fun drive is over. You know, we have benchmarks that we try to hit every hour, and we're doing pretty good, but we are not quite there yet. We still need seven more of you to donate this hour. The amount you give is really up to you. Only you know what you can afford. But here's some incentive for you. If you do give $10 a month, every monthly donor automatically receives a gift from us, the PBS streaming service Passport, so you can watch all of your favorite PBS programming on your schedule. You know, we rely heavily on Atlanta for support, not on subsidies or state funding. In fact, nearly 90% of our funding comes from Metro Atlanta. That's listeners just like you. Please give as generously as you can at wabe.org slash donate or with a call 678-553-9090. When you give to WABE, we also welcome one-time gifts. While monthly donations allow us to plan accurately for future budgeting, if a single gift right now works best for you, we understand. What's important is to give what you can afford based on the value you find here. Please make your first-ever donation at wabe.org slash donate or by calling 678-553-9090, 678-553-9090. Thank you. 
And before we get back to City Lights, just a reminder that your odds of winning that $250 Visa gift card are very good. Right now they stand at 1 in 13. When you give, you will be supporting all of the interesting interviews and local arts and culture coverage that you get on City Lights, and you'll also be entered into this drawing. Please just take a couple of minutes to give monthly now at wabe.org slash donate or with a call 678-553-9090. With your new gift to WABE, we'd like to say thanks with our new fall hoodie. It features the color NPR logo on the front and the WABE logo on the back. This stylish black 50-50 poly cotton blend comes in sizes from small to triple extra large. Facts matter, so stand in support of one of the most trusted news outlets in the country. With your monthly gift of $20 or a one-time gift of $240 at wabe.org donate. And with that monthly donation, you'll automatically receive an added gift, the PBS streaming service Passport. You can also donate over the phone at 678 678- Five five three ninety ninety. Thanks. This is City Lights on WABE. I'm Lois Reitzes. It's good to have you here with me. Let's get back to my conversation with Cynthia Thompson, the curator of the new exhibition at Kennesaw State Zuckerman Museum of Art. Here, she explains the significance of the show's title, The Gravity of Beauty. I was thinking a lot about the word gravity and how it has these kind of dual meanings. One, which is gravity, I think, uh, suggests a lightness. And then at the same time, when you think of things that gravitate towards you, which could also be negative things, there's a weight to that. So it's this idea of being weightless, but also being weighted down. And how does beauty function in that role as well? Um, I think one of the key works in the exhibition is a print by Darren Waterston. And it features a silhouette of uh, a fawn that is connected to the silhouette of a tree. And it just hovers in the center of the image. And the background, which to me is suggestive of, it could be a sky or it could be a reflection on water, runs from deep blue at the top to very light blue at the bottom. And the silhouette form is suspended. And for me, you know, I question whether just like Icarus, is this form, is this fawn plummeting you know, to the earth or plummeting downward, or is it being lifted up to the heavens? So I'm really interested in these sort of dual conversations and dual meetings that images can hold. And is it possible that taken together, these works in the show exude a sense of gravity, of push and pull movement visually towards each other? Absolutely, absolutely. Because, you know, in one space of the museum gallery, you have these sort of quiet works by Darren Waterston, and then you turn a corner, and right next to it is one of Barbara Takanaga's sort of explosive paintings. So there's this push and pull also between quiet 
and loud between calmness and chaos. And that's, again, something that I really love as a curator, creating that narrative by the placement of works in addition to not only the selection of images. And I think also gravity, you know, in William McDowell's artist book, he is using images, creating these images of a night sky, sort of in memoriam to, to the passing of his father. And they're gorgeous and they have a depth to them. And, you know, when you find out upon further inspection, reading the label, what the images are created from, which were, he was using his father's ashes and scanning them and creating imagery. It was his way of processing the grief of losing his father. And I think there's something really beautiful in questioning our humanity and our mortality and how or if that is connected to a greater universe, be it, you know, whatever religious beliefs you have, but a way of thinking about how a loved one might be out there somewhere still looking down upon you, I think is, is a really beautiful thing to think about and ponder. Flowers, feathers, other natural ornaments feature prominently in the images represented in this show as well. How do each of the artists' interpretations or representations of various motifs express both beauty and a statement on suffering or sorrow? Well, again, I, I think it's how one brings their own experiences and connections to these images, how they're reading the piece. For me, as a curator, I see the duality in all of the works. You know, Jessica Steinkamp has a beautiful video um, called Floriette, where there's this very small, lovely bouquet of flowers that then basically disintegrates, is, is sort of blown into this profusion of pieces and disrupted by some sort of wind or breeze where you don't know that's where that's coming from. And then yet it rewinds and reforms again. So there's this idea, again, of push and pull of materializing and then dematerializing, which I think speaks to to suffering and loss and our struggles with with grief. Again, you might have a different association of a bouquet or a wreath of flowers than maybe I do. You know, I might have an experience that's more connected to funerals or loss instead of joyous moments such as a wedding or um, a corsage that one might be handed, you know, going to a dance when you were younger. So those are all things that I look for in artists' works is interesting conversations that present these dualities, which to me make really excellent conversation points when giving tours for the exhibition. And I, of course, explain my vision when I provide a tour and the connections of each work to the next. But then it's wonderful to hear feedback from those on the tour. Recently, I had a student bring to light that she felt that many of the works in the exhibition spoke to the idea of reincarnation, which I hadn't really seen or, or thought about before, but now I see it in the work of Rana Pondik, um, a sculpture that's featured in the exhibition where she has gone on walks in nature and taken trees or branches from trees, brought them back to her studio 
taken them apart and then reconstructed them. So they are sort of fictitious nature. And then her portrait is cast a little head as a bud on each stem of each of the branches. And so, you know, again, there's this idea of how we are all connected. How is humanity connected to nature? But this idea of reincarnation, I think, is, is really wonderful. Cynthia Thompson, curator of the exhibition, The Gravity of Beauty, on view now at Kennesaw State University's Zuckerman Museum of Art. More information can be found on our website, wabe.org slash City Lights. Here at City Lights... And WABE, we want to continue being a part of your life for many years to come, as well as a thriving part of Atlanta. So please do not take this service for granted. We at WABE rely more than ever before on the voluntary support of our listeners, and that's why your contribution of 10 or $15 a month is so important. These are the final days of the member drive, but we're not where we need to be in terms of our goal. We need to hear from those of you who listen regularly but have not donated. Perhaps you've never donated. In order to stay on track, we're trying to hit hourly benchmarks, and your gift right now will help us. With barely five minutes to go, we're looking for five more donations at wabe.org slash donate or at 678-553-9090. City Light Senior Producer Kim Drobes has one more reason why you should give today. I do, but before I get to that, Stacy, our pledge producer, has told me that two more just came in, and I was wondering if you had their names to say thank you. Would that be Andrew from Snellville? Michelangelo from Dallas? Thanks to all of our anonymous donors from Atlanta, Lawrenceville, and Rockmart. Yes, thanks to all of you donating what you can afford according to how much you listen. Indeed. And so that changed our benchmark goal just a bit. We're still not quite there. We need three more of you to donate this hour with just a few minutes left. And we are giving away that $250 Visa gift card. So keep in mind, your odds of winning right now are 1 in 17. This drawing is open to everyone who gives right now during City Lights. And my favorite part, anyone that (laughs) donates to WABE this hour gets the opportunity to have Lois wish you a happy birthday on air during City Lights. We'll aim to celebrate Celebrate you on or close to your birthday. So please keep your eyes open for an email that we will send you after the drive wraps up with more information. Donate online at wabe.org slash donate or with a call 678-553-9090. My name is Storm Hicks and I live in Avondale Estates, Georgia. So I decided to make a donation to WABE because it's always been something, oh, I really want to do that. 
but I'd be in my car. I didn't want to pick up my phone. And then, of course, I just always forget. And so I pulled into my driveway, and I just filled out the little online application. And I'm, I'm glad I finally just said, all right, I'm going to do it now, instead of waiting and putting it off and, you know, ultimately forgetting. Thank you, Storm. Hey, we're all busy. We understand that. But supporting WABE, like any charity you care about, takes resources. We also know it takes a bit of time from your day, but like Storm, just take a moment to do it. Take care of it now, please. It takes just a few minutes and a few dollars to support WABE. So visit wabe.org slash donate online or call 678 678- Five five three ninety ninety six seven eight five five three ninety ninety to start your gift now, your monthly gift if you can. Thank you, Fran from Lawrenceville, who loves public radio. That brings us one person closer to our benchmark for this hour, and we are almost there. We just need two more people to donate during this hour. And, you know, as Lois mentioned, a monthly donation really is the best way to support us, and you get a gift with it. $10 a month gives you, from WABE, the gift of the PBS streaming service Passport. What a value. Become a new sustaining member online at wabe.org or give us a call, 678-553-9090. And thanks. To our WABE super fans and supporters, thank you all. We could not do it without you. Now we have a request. If you've been listening for a while but never before contributed, please donate now online at wabe.org or by calling 678-553-9090. Tomorrow at 11 a.m. Atlanta native Jasmine Guy tells us about her recent film, The Ladymakers. Plus, we'll hear about the current exhibition at Spalding Nick's Gallery. If you missed part of today's show, like my earlier conversation with a hilarious John Waters, do visit our website, wabe.org slash citylights. Our senior producer is Kim Drobes. Producers Summer Evans and Janine Etter. Our engineer is Shelley Canavy. Our pledge producer and support is Stacy Wiggins. I'm Lois Reitzes. Thank you so much for listening to City Lights and supporting 90.1 WABE. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. 
Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. The world is full of mysteries. Are ghosts real? Is that yogurt expired? Hey, the unknown can be scary. But when you donate to WABE, you know where your money is going. Your gift supports the journalism that keeps you informed and the programs that pull back the curtain on complicated stories. Help us make the world less mysterious. Become a member now. Go online to wabe.org slash donate. And thanks.